<laughs> just ridiculous. Well, we are his... part of the lollipop kids. The lollipop kids. The lollipop kids. He doesn't have his earphones in yet. Yeah. We're recording. Don't say anything Your dirty. Phones off. <clears throat> Get them. Those things actually work. I'm really surprised you have those. Put them in your ear. It seems the only good thing about those is if somebody steals your car and you don't have them in your ears, you'll know what your car is. Yeah, that's true. Hello, ladies. Are you even on the right thing? Am I even the right volume? You guys sound good. You guys both sound really good by accident. Let's not fuck with it. Don't touch anything. So I work. Everyone can hear me. Yes. You sound good. Good. Outstanding. Hello, boys. Hi, girls. Eric, are you in the hospital? I was just telling Jimmy, I, I wish I was in the hospital because that's the only vacation <laughs> I'm ever going to get. Why is there a head, a pillow behind your head? Oh, my, uh, my, my bed, like tilts and shit. You have a Craftmatic adjustable bed? Yeah, like one of those hospital beds. And is your so computer on a tray? Like, is your computer on like a hospital no, bed? No, it's just tray? on my knee. Just oh. kill them. Because I can't, there's no, really, uh, there's no internet in the uh, temporary barn. So just to clarify, it's been seven months since we did yes. this. And it's my, it's my That's fault. It's, it's my fault. So tell it's everybody okay. where you've been. What have you been doing? You've, been, you've moved from Saskatoon. Uh, You're no longer a Saskatoonian. In the last seven months? When did you move before that? No, I just did nothing. No, I mean, you don't want anybody to know you moved. Should we no, cut this out? No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I just didn't. Nothing's been going on. I just didn't want a podcast, really. It's just not not much. The thing is, is not a big change. There was no massive. Eric doesn't change. ever have much to say. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Seven months, basically. I just pick up where I left off. You can, you know, you guys' outfits are always so predictable. What? It's you, cold here, dude. You it's wear, degrees out. you wear mustard shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yours is. Yeah, always. But I, I love that. Okay, just let me set the scene real quick. Okay, because okay. this is a shitty start. I, I did a podcast the other day, and it, I listened to the opening of it, and it sucked. So let's not have a sucky <laughs> opening to our podcast. Okay. Do you want to say what podcast you did? It was the shit. yeah, it was the Forged and Fire podcast. No, it was the Forged shitty. It was the shitty opening podcast with. Andrew Alexander. No, it's the Forged and Fire podcast. The guys were great, but they do this opening before the guest comes on, and it sucks. They talk about dumb shit. You you know, if you have a guest on, you start with the guest. You start with an opening. You start with an intro. You don't start with talking about Elf on the Shelf. No one fucking cares. No, you. It's, it's a uh, it's a late night uh, talk show. You got to do the like hour of jokes before the guests come on. It's like when Jeff Fader does his podcast and it's 10 minutes worth of goddamn commercials with you <laughs> sitting there listening to him talk for 10 fucking minutes about shit you could care less about. And then he introduces you while yeah. you listen to the whole fucking thing. Jeff Fader, I love you, but the beginning of your podcast with all the fucking advertisements sucks. Yes, he has yeah. no choice. <laughs> he pulls you in. It's like torture. It's torture. It's awful. It's like you lose all of the momentum you have about going on the thing. It's called it's called yeah, the yeah. podcast boarding. Yes, it is called podcast boarding. We got to talk okay, about so today's sponsor, by the way. Let's not forget. Yeah. Do we have one? Yes. It's us. It's, it's, it's Duke. It's Dukerol. 
Dukalax. It's Dukalax. Dukalax. Tagline: Stop shitting yourself on vacation. <laughs> As we round the corner to Christmas and the holidays, Andrew, I thought you were on. Va- I thought you were on vacation. Are you back? Like, are you back? You back in your shop? I just came home to uh, last night just for, from a hunting trip. I'm here today and leaving in the just morning. for the podcast. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. So nice of you. And I'll be gone until the tenth. So, right on, right on. What, um, what were you hunting? The most dangerous <laughs> game? Quail? Oh, no, they're not totally dangerous. the opposite of the most yeah. dangerous. Did you get any? Oh, absolutely. We slaughtered what, them. You shoot, what do you shoot, with a buckshot? No, I shoot a 20-gauge. And uh, so you're shooting them with, like, with splatter? With splatter shots? Like to... Yeah, I just bird shot. There's yeah, that's like what I meant Probably, to say. I would say, 120 pellets in each gun, in, in each how many round. Do you get, how many do you get in your teeth when you go home and cook them? Not many, you know, because when they're flying, they're flying so fast. And the right. pattern of that uh, ammunition when you shoot just scatters so much. For, for the millionth time, why not just shoot them with rock salt so they're pre-seasoned? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Could you make the gun and I'll try it out? Like, but you got to shoot them from like eight feet away. That's fill probably. shotgun shells with rock salt and like rosemary and shit and then just shoot the birds. It's I every time you say that I don't think it's a bad idea. It's kind of fun. <laughs> like how is this not already something? They're all tiny too. Well, they you, would totally work. You can't predict like how far away you're going to be taking the shot and then how much of that rosemary and salt's going to get Do I need into to make it. Like, get, like one leg that seasoned? Instead of pouring lead bullets, pour salt rifle bullets for long distance. Well, you see a lot of what's been showing up a lot on the shorts is these guys, they, they refill shotgun shells. They pop them open or get new ones and put a new primer in them. And then they stick the load in and then they put something in front of it, like a piece of chain or bulge. And they're trying to see like, what's going to be most destructive. We got to get one of those guys to put yeah, some seasoning. Just in like, like nobody's yeah. doing this. This is America, but you okay, got the wad, what? you got the wad and the explosive behind it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, well, the thing is, is that in, in theory, what you're saying is sounds That's fun, right. but yep. if you guys clearly aren't hunters. So <laughs> if you were to take theoretically a shotgun that shot preseason shotgun shells at birds, you would be laughed out of hunting camp. Yeah, until <laughs> the, until the whole camp puts a piece of that delicious bird in their mouth. And, hunting camp. And then they're the all inviting go. you over. Unnoticed. Uh, we, we're going to stick with the lead. There's no way in America yeah. if you saw dehydrated bacon shotgun shells, that's not going to sell. <laughs> that's going to sell so fucking hot. You have no idea. Basically, so saying, make it. instead of instead of a uh, bird shot, it's it's bacon bits. Yeah, just bacon bits, dehydrated a little more, blasting, blasting at like what Mach three, just blast it. It's funny when I look down and see the uh, names of our podcast. It's Sweet Tits, Jimmy, and Dick Twist. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Which one's Jimmy, I'm though? <laughs> I'm, I'm not Tommy. Dick Twist. Uh, I'm not Dick funny. Twist. But so, dude, how, is that Raid? Jimmy has a can of Raid that he's shaking up. There's a possibility there's some bees in there. Don't raid oh, things. Wow. That was graphically unacceptable in my ears. Um, Eric moved. Jimmy's still alive and lives in the same place. Yes. You guys I'm visited. alive and live in the same place. You're, we visited. We had an outstanding time at your place. Did you guys enjoy your visit? I had a lot of fun with you guys. Yes. I did. It was very good. Super good time. It was yeah. great to be at your house with, there's like 27 bedrooms there. Yeah. With every bedroom full. And then 
this little teeny tiny trailer that's not really big enough for like a Great Dane <laughs> to have two or three people sleeping in that. And yep. then Jimmy has another house down the street that doesn't, it's open air. Doesn't have balls. <laughs> he, he rigged up hot water and some kind of like, like bedroll, cowboy bedrolls and people stayed in there. Yep. It was outstanding. It was really yep. a cool time. And then a couple of people car, car camped in my backyard because they just wanted to make sure they wouldn't get disturbed. Really? Oh, good for them. I, Very I enjoyed the like yeah. morning or like trying to cook something there was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I will oh, tell you this. There are people that show up to your house and to that event that are weird as fuck. <laughs> Did you expect of anything course. different? Well, a it's couple like, of them that I've known for a while. Now. It is a free-for-all yeah. now. I, I'm going to reel it in next year. You know, to be honest, I, I a few people listen to this know Maker Camp. Maker Camp happens here once a year in October, and you guys came, and I love having you guys. But next year, I want to spend more time at Maker Camp because every time, like as soon as dark came, I ran home to make sure the house wasn't on fire and that people weren't letting the animals in and out. Yes. Because the house just became a free for it was like having a victory. We used to have them in Long Island. We used to call it victory party. If your football team won, whether it won or lost, you'd have a victory party. It was just an excuse to just drink keg beer all night long. Right. And and my mom's house because my mom was a nurse at a hospital, and my father wasn't around when I was in high school. He lived down, and he was a New York City fireman. But he, him, and my mom didn't live together. So the victory party always took place at my house, and every party was out of control whether I was there or not. And there'd be a hundred people in my house, and my brother's my brother John be blacked out drunk somewhere, and I wouldn't be around. So there was no control, and I feel like I'm having the same problem here. But the difference is everybody's cool and responsible. But at the same time, the one thing that I, I feel bad about is that I'm not hanging out at the events, right, right? Meeting new people, yeah. You know, we're all like it's like the same hundred. There's like the same thirty people in my house all hanging right, out. Right. I, I wish the party was down the block so we could all meet new people that come to the event to meet us. You got to buy so a next third year, house. I don't particularly think that that's a big deal, actually. No, I, well, I, I, I see. I'm looking online and I'm seeing people that I know that I would have liked to have met. I didn't even meet them. I didn't even know they were at the event because. You know, well, it, kinda, it was raining the whole time, or something. That yeah, the, the weather did screw us up. But yeah, Bob Saget. The best was there. thing is, Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget was there. His dead body was there. But we, one thing, we got the power hammers done, which was incredible. So that was a lot of fun. Quasi, quasi. Yeah, yeah that was. Well, they're semi. Uh, yeah, they're semi done. They're no, semi-done. it was. They're quasi done. Yeah. I think they were. They were kind of bastardized, but we saw they, one run. Mine run, mine runs pretty good. And uh, Silas, the, the tiny town forge, he yeah. and his buddy spent like two hours tuning mine up after everybody left. It runs good. great. It runs really good. It, obviously, I have the link belt, which isn't the best thing, but I'm in no mood to take that belt apart. I'm going to have to come up with like a, uh, I'll come up with a belt to put on there, uh, a belt from McMaster. Uh, I'll, yeah. you know, with, the, with the pin in it, those will, those will work, right? Yeah, they work pretty good. Just something that doesn't stretch. Those link belts stretch. That's the only problem. Yeah. Rob's so is, is almost done. Rob did a pretty good job putting his all together. He just needs to be uh, – he just needs to hook the electric up. Yeah. Rob. I like Rob. He's cute. He is cute. Rob's going to be my neighbor. Did he buy that house across the way there? Yeah. It's any minute now. They, 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 the family's having like internal problems with trying to figure out exactly when closing is going to be. But yeah, every mm-hmm. all his ducks are in order and uh, he's going to be my good. neighbor. Will he move there full time or just as on the weekend? No, no. He, he'll move there full time. He wow. wants to be a land baron up here, so he's like checking other places. So he, I said, 
it was my advice to him to get this because it was affordable. It's a fixer upper, but makes it within striking range. You know, you know, it's not a huge, complicated thing. Every house yeah. around here is like three hundred and fifty grand. This house is under two hundred for him, so it's it's easy. Yeah. And he can fix it up and turn around and flip it if he wanted to. How many people yeah. died in it? No, that. Oh. It, um, I think the the mother. No, the mother. The mother was in the hospital when she died. The mother. That's why they're selling it now. The mother died a couple of years ago. But a funny story, the people that lived in that house that Rob might buy were born in this house. The father bought this house in the 20s. And when his kids became old enough, he built those two houses directly across the street wow. from me for the for their weddings and in the 50s and the 40s. And so those houses are a direct descendant of this house. This house uh, in the 1920s had 100 acres around it, more than 100 acres. How many acres is it now? 40. So it owned yeah, the acreage good. across the street on both sides of the the corner, yeah, and, and some more around it, like over like over a hundred and something. I don't know, but like it one by one, the plots all sold off. And now I bought one back, the one next to me, which is where the black barn is. That's amazing. Um, going back to the whole deal, uh, maker camp deal. Like I think it's okay, Jimmy, for you to like have a time frame when you're going to be somewhere and a time frame when you're not going to be somewhere. Yeah, always being open to everyone at all times is impossible. It is. It is. I just I miss like the karaoke, you know, a couple of events that I thought would have been fun. To what song would you have sang in karaoke? I, I would not sing at all. I would just go watch. I, I, I would love that. to see you sing. And Eric. I, I actually am a pretty good singer when I'm alone in the car. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's like what everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Eric sings song. like Hot Cross Buns or he has a recorder and plays Hot Cross yeah, Buns. That's, that's my jam. You got to get Hot Cross Buns, obviously. Baby Shark. Both of you guys One can sing. Oh, my God. Oh, Baby Shark. We're back. All right. I plugged in my – I have – you notice here I have a lamp. It's like a podcasting fucking – motherfucking digital light and it died so i plugged it in and all of a sudden the computer's like oh you can't plug in another microphone i'm like and it fucking shut it down this zencaster is such a fucking piece of shit everybody put on your helmets bullshit is being flung (laughs) what the fuck was that you don't have one of these bullshit buttons what a crock of bullshit if bullshit were money you'd be a millionaire yeah, that's fucking Zencaster. Okay, is Zencaster, thanks so much. So, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Really we talking about how many people came to Maker Camp. You guys, uh, we did the the Power Hammer. I forget what the fuck we were talking about. I'm so fucking annoyed at Zencaster. Let's just go with this. Y'all are both farmers now, pretty much. Uh huh. But do uh, either one okay. of y'all farm anything besides vegetables, kind of? Are y'all are y'all eating meat that you're growing, or are y'all? Pretty I'm much just like I'm just doing the eggs. I'm doing the eggs. I keep thinking I'm oh, going to grow gosh. corn, but it yeah. comes and goes. I never do it. So Jimmy's a no kill farm. What about you, Eric? Are you a no kill farm also? Um, we don't have any uh, livestock here. Yeah, the farmland that is available is rented out for grains essentially or grass related things like hay so they just let it grow wild and then they harvest it in the fall or timothy no it's like it's rented out so like a farmer comes with his big ass tractor which is the biggest tractor it's an eight eight 
John Deere. The one with the the eight tires in the yeah, back. Yeah, those are great. Those are oh great. Oh my god! Usually, they a farmer gets up. one of those. They buy one new and they pay for it their entire life. Yes, <laughs> and just blast <laughs> blast the like fifty acres in like an hour. How how yep. is that possible? Like in American farming, <clears throat> you get you mortgaged for generations. Yeah, how, they just like, give them. That's the only way to do it or get a subsidy check from the government because that stuff. Is yes, the farmers are very heavily subsidized along the way. It's uh, unbelievable. Because, These pieces uh, of equipment cost, cost a piece of one piece of equipment costs a half a million dollars. That's like easy. Oh, you you easy. wish it was only half a million dollars. Yeah, so I'm saying for one piece of equipment, then you need obviously several trucks, trucks with yeah. big capability that are a hundred thousand dollars just driving truck, and then you need yeah. Uh, yeah. a couple of tractors. And if you want a tractor, yeah, it's not. Was tractor that's another 75 grand yeah farming's not something you just get into from scratch you can't it's crazy you can't just start yeah. today i'm spending about 400 bucks a month on chicken feed really what did the chickens eat a grain they, they, they eat the uh, chicken food it's called feather fixer it's a bag is yeah. i buy uh about six bags because the the turkeys are big the turkeys eat a ton of food so oh do they yeah I got six turkeys, and the food goes really right. fast because of them. And uh, I put in about a bag every two days, and I buy about uh, really? six or seven bags, about six or seven bags every week to ten days. You know, and Jimmy, that's about for 150 a while, I've been, bucks. I've been trying to uh, find somebody. I want to buy you a Vietnamese potbelly pig. Oh, really? I've been trying to find <laughs> somebody one? around there to bring one to you. Yeah, yeah, because I think it would be cool as shit just to have one walking around the yard like <laughs> My friends it's in like Nashville a, had a pig. He, he died, but he was like 600 pounds by the time he died. Walter. Are you serious? 600. That's huge. He was huge. giant. Now, he was like, I don't know, maybe he was like 300 pounds, 350 pounds. He was huge. I've he was seen like, them that are 600. There. Get big. He's He was like big. His hair was gross. It looked like Eric's hair. It was like all wiry hair sticking out of his face. I think we lost yep. Eric. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I was going to keep going, but I think, <laughs> I, think he, he's, he's, I was hoping he was going to come back around, but his face has been paused for about the past minute and a half. And I'm like, I don't know if we should stop. <laughs> Eric, come back. I mean, this podcast is fighting us the whole way, dude. Oh, that's why we did seven months. We need a producer. What the what fuck? Where is Eric? Text him. I got a text. Here. I got a text and it just says, what the fuck? Hold on. Walking around there. What the fuck? What do we do now? Do we stop and start again? Dick twist. 126. What the fuck? Oh, I can message him here. Get on. I just said, come in. Yep. Oh. Dick Chris is offline. Let's see if he comes back. There he is. There we go. What happened? He just got shitty internet. The fuck was that? Say so. I don't know, dude. We're still recording, though, it seems like. If we can get past seven Uh, minutes, I'm going to stay on. But if we can't, scratch it. (laughs) We're getting. We're at 530 now for this last recording. If we can get to seven with no problems, I'm going to stay. But if not, I'm out. Yeah, we're even What I would consider to be. Right up and get your bullshit here. Step right up. Oh, that's good. All right, we ready to rock? That's perfect. Eric, Eric, what have you been working on? Yes. Talk talk to us about this gun wrench and talk about the the seriousness of this. Was this a joke? 
when it was first made? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, the gun wrench. Oh, there. No, I just turned the camera off in case that's slowing things down. Um, anyways, the gun wrench patented in the 1920s is so unbelievably ridiculous. Now, it was patented, that, but you said there was only one prototype made? I think you told us that. In yeah, so interestingly, and, and imagine finding the context of this company, but there's a, a company in... Connecticut that advertised on uh, on the ends of Popular Mechanics magazines in the twenties that they would make your ideas. Oh, cool! Very. Oh, cool. so this was just some stupid idiot's imagination. It wasn't even a company that thought of this. Exactly. So, um, this company <laughs> specialized in, in making essentially like one-off patent models which were like no longer required at the time in the 1920s right. and uh, would help you i guess go through that entire process and one of these popped up on facebook about like two years ago you mean this the actual handmade the actual gun. real gun wrench and explain to everybody exactly what a, a gun wrench is. Okay, it's basically like take your standard monkey wrench looking wrench from the the one that's 40s. from the game the one that's from the game Clue as a weapon. Yeah, like your standard adjustable in the, in the old game school. Clue. All oh, right, right. Yeah, that's a good way to. Think yeah, and then just weld that to the handle and trigger part of a gun. But what's interesting is the trigger is the adjusting knob. You have like a yes. bevel gear. System. Instead of a, a little pull bendy trigger, it's a adjusting uh, brass knurled cylinder. So uh, it popped up on Facebook and like everybody wanted it and somebody got Were you it. involved? Were you involved in that? Oh, yeah. I was like, give, give me this immediately, obviously. And uh, what did it sell for? What was it offered for? It was probably like thirty bucks. Oh no, the guy! It was in, it was in like an antique tool group. So like everybody was just rock hard looking at it. So, <laughs> uh, so I remember talking to the guy. He's like, "No, sorry, it's already sold." So I don't know how much it sold for. And Do you then think that it sold for thousands or hundreds? Hundreds. Yeah, I, I think maybe a thousand is like the upper limit, maybe at the time. I don't know. Right, 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 right. Um, what would you have paid for it today? Well, considering I'm trying to make it I, at this point, like I'd pay $1,000 not to have to constantly do mental gymnastics to figure out how this was put together. <laughs> like, my sure, God. Sure. Because it's not exactly like the patent, and it never is. Uh, right, but there's some things that like just d don't make sense. Like I, what I don't understand is is how is how the dynamic jaw moves up and down. Is the dynamic jaw move up and down, and the and the top passes through it where the handle otherwise would have been? Where the top passes, what it would like re So is the handle like those things have the dynamic jaw which moves up and down on the handle, yes. right? Yes. Now is the gun handle attached to that? And so do you have just a stem that comes in and out of where a trigger would be? No. Where I think the what he's saying is the whole fixed portion of the wrench, the handle, and the part that moves 
the other part. Yeah, so it's 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 reversed. Whereas the dynamic jaw would go up and down no. when you dial the thing. No, it does. That's go connected up and down. to the handle, and then the top jaw now moves, which would, no. would used to be the handle. No, it's a, like a normal wrench. Then the no. handle is connected to what? The handle's connected to the main body of the gun part. So as you move the trigger, the jaw moves away into the handle. Yes. So is there okay? So there's got to be like a worm so, here. It's ridiculous. So the adjuster in the trigger has a bevel gear on top of it, which translates to another bevel gear, which takes it from vertical adjuster to horizontal shaft. That horizontal shaft has a gear on the end of it, and then that touches another gear just north of that. That is the main gear attached to the Acme thread on the dynamic jaw. So it's got some 45 degree angles to allow it to be adjusted. Yes. The, the, ones, the one thing that confuses me, and we don't have to solve it here, is something has to come and go. So like either the either the Acme thread has to pass through the, the handle. The Acme uh, thread The Acme thread goes in and out of Right. That's what, the, that's the, what the, the dynamic jaw. Right. Yeah, that was a question he asked in the beginning. Thanks for taking 15 minutes there, Eric. Well, it's because I, I got to make sure we're on the same page. Well, we were. Anyways, anyways, what I was saying was that uh, that was two years ago. And then maybe – and then I started trying to find the patent for this thing because it had patent numbers on it, but they didn't work properly. It was like difficult to find. And I finally found it, very excited. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do that. Uh, and then maybe like eight months ago, it pops up back online uh, from this wrench collector. And he's put it in like a really nice case with the patent mm. document printed behind glass. And it's like one of his like, you know, prized possessions. And he's offering it for sale or he's just bragging no, about it? No, no, no. He's like, just look at this. He's and, bragging about it, and he's totally annoyed by Eric because Eric wants, you know, measurements so that he can remake it. And the guy sends him pictures of it on graph paper that are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he sends photos, which have been super helpful. And uh, they were on graph paper, which he told me the dimensions of, and I can piece it together from there. And then within sure. like within like 24 hours of just mentioning it online – Josh Fick is like, here, I fully 3D modeled this in <laughs> down down to like every specific dimension. And I'm like, oh, my moving. God. Oh, yeah. Well, of every, course, and, you know, and, that guy is and, so smart. And like, as we're talking, he just sent me the 3D printed version in his hand. Oh, my God. I love that guy. He's yeah, so cool. He's like, oh, I just got it. I wonder if it works. That'd be sweet. But um, I'm sure it does. If not, yeah, but like printing threads can't, it can't be that bad. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I think when you print threads, it prints prints like a, yeah, whatever. It will be done. And like the, (laughs) the machining. I must say, I want to say one thing. Ever since Eric turned his, his camera off, Andrew's lost. He thinks like, he thinks he's like alone in a room. There's nobody. (laughs) He's like completely lost. Yeah, there, there we go. He was so ungrounded. He's like chewing his fingernails, like I'm all here. nervous. Like, you <laughs> look like you're in a diving bell all by yourself. So it did <laughs> help. Was, we made it to eight minutes. 
Ever since you turned your camera off, Andrew looked like a fucking squirrel. In a cage. Did I really? <laughs> he was any Sorry. minute. Any minute. He didn't know that I could see him. I guess, but any minute you were about to go, I'm fucking done. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> I can see. You. It's hard to have a conversation with someone when you can't see them. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. we should both shut our cameras off. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I think I'm like too ADD or there's something that doesn't chemically work with my mind to have the conversation with people you can't see. I would be a terrible blind person. Just, just, we'll have a text-based podcast next time. Oh, great. Yeah, voice only. I probably, I probably, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell a secret, but I won't tell which one. Andrew was doing a podcast that he wasn't having fun on and he just closed his computer and he texted him and he said, my battery died. I wasn't having fun. <laughs> so if you, know. you, if you if you enlist Andrew, make sure you keep him entertained. Strippers, or yeah. d'oeuvres, something, everything. Something like, woo. I get nervous. It can't sometimes. be boring. It can't be boring. Like, there's so much that goes on in our lives. Like all of a sudden, you become mute whenever you get on a podcast. It doesn't work like that. Well, it's start the talking on. about your life, man. There's no pressure. We've known each other for fucking ever now. Let's talk. Who's this? We're doing it. Let's talk. <laughs> Who's this on the phone? Oh, oh shit. Now you know. Andrew, I, I can I ask you a question, Andrew, about the Rolex yeah. from a couple of years ago? Is it a yeah, sea dweller? Because I was trying to tell somebody what this was. I couldn't remember. I met a Rolex guy and he was asking me, do you remember what it was? It a sea dweller? Do you remember? I don't remember. It's in my safe. I can yeah. get it out if you want to know. It's I've never cool. even worn it. I just left it in the box. I figured as much. I, figured, I saw that you, it or something? I saw that you posted. No, nah, I don't give a shit. I, I'm, I do want a Rolex, but not that one. I, I saw that you posted that you're collecting Rolexes now. No, no, no. I mean, I want a different model. That's what I asked. No, so he, I, I was driving down the street the other day, and I thought I saw this guy on the back of his work van. It said, we'll trade work for gold, silver, you know, all these things. And I went, that is like the greatest thing in the world, like to get something cool. He's saying, I'll go, you know, work for it. And you can trade me. Yeah, yeah. Barter, barter. No one does that anymore. So I posted all my deal. That I thought that was cool. I screenshot a picture of that or whatever. Yeah. Put it up there and went, what do I think is cool? I like Rolex watches. Anybody right. that wants to trade anything to me. Yeah. I mean, any of my stuff for Rolex watches, I'm open, totally open. That's and then you cool. get people like, well, what kind do you want? Well, what kind do you have? Well, I don't have one, but I'm like, well, then don't fucking write me, dude. Like, if you have one and you want something that's forging equipment, let's talk, right? The other thing that I really love, a guy, you know, sent me one the other day. He's like, what do you think about trading this one? My first question is, what dollar value do you give this Rolex watch? And he was like, 8500 So what do I do? I contact Will Shear. Will Shear, what is this watch worth? He goes, I would not pay over $1,000 for it. On the retail market, it's worth maybe $2,500 at the top. Like he, he top also knows this? He's like a Rolex his brother, guy? His brother's like the preeminent his guy. His brother's like the premier Rolex guy. Oh, right? okay. So I trust their judgment very much. So I go back from Will's conversation to the other guy, and I go, hey, I tell you what. I will give you a $2,500 trade credit for your watch. And he's like, oh, no, I could never do that. Okay, that's fine with me, but I'm also not going to let you take me over the coals, buddy. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just an agreement. A lot of people get ex- a lot of people get offended over the numbers. It's like that's the number. That's the number. That's it. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's a lateral move for both parties. Yeah. 
In a trade, in a barter, I cannot trade you something that is overvalued or undervalued because that wouldn't be fair. The whole trade is that I'm getting something that I want, you're getting something that you want, and they have equal dollar value, right? Unless you're an idiot and you have to have something because you can't control yourself and you give things away for way too much or way too little, that's your own thing. But I'm a businessman and I will not let that happen. The other day, my, my the guy that does all my landscaping and my foundation work, he says, my he doesn't do any Facebook or Instagram. And he, he called me, he goes, my wife's been watching your Instagram and she wants me to buy one of your bags for Christmas. And so I said, pop over. So he came over and I just said, take it. I go, just give me $500 credit to the next job. So Good. he's like, you That's sure? Good. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to be, I, I need gravel and everything. I said, you know, who am I going to call? I'm going to call you. So yeah. I said, just give me 500 bucks on the books. And that was it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So that means that he probably won't do it. No, no, he will. He's a good guy. He did he did the whole he's doing the foundation at the graveyard yeah. house and and all the work over there. I will say, Jimmy, your the work that you've done with your place and the barns and all that, it's really awesome. It's coming together quite nice. Thank you. Thank you. I finally got the barn closed in and I, I yeah. haven't sent or done any stories on the second story in the barn. We finally right. got the full floor put in. I need a set of stairs, so right now I'm just using a ladder through a hatch hole. Yeah. It is the most incredible space up there. Yeah, it's got. It, is it really? You sent me a picture the other day. It looks amazing. And we, now the floor goes completely across the whole thing. I got yeah. this yeah. giant, beautiful workspace. I'm going to use it my, as my leather shop because it's got a lot of natural light, a lot of space. It's a little bit of an odd space because it's got it's the big good. A-frame over it. It smells good and it'll smell yeah. good with leather. So that's the next step. So uh, my dad passed away, as everybody knows, and so he might have left me a little bit of an inheritance. He, each one of us is going to get like, I don't know, twenty grand. Not not a lot, but it's more than I feel like spending at the moment. So I'm going to use that to buy the windows for the barn. When oh, that comes that's in. Cool. So that'll move along a little bit quicker. And then oh, I'm cool. talking to somebody about maybe getting LP siding for a uh, sponsor. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Otherwise I'll have to pay well, for it. If there's anything we can do to help out that sponsorship, like just lead the podcast with that, we'd be happy to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell them we have about 30 followers and Josh Fick. Yeah. No do you want there. to, uh, maybe we can sponsor the podcast ourselves we do sponsor the podcast yeah, ourselves just to, <laughs> just in support of the barn whatever yeah. happened to evaporus weren't we going to do something with them i know that they they're not around anymore they though. disappeared dude. well you know they dick they still suck is eric's and adam booth's <laughs> do you want to do you want to know the story yeah both what of y'all want the popcorn and everyone you... else someone the other day was like no more evaporus. I'm like, yeah, they quit giving us free shit. Do you want to know what the trez? Yeah, we want to know. Okay, I'll tell <laughs> you what the trez. Um, okay, so in 20... 23, 21, they were purchased by CRC. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I was talking to David Harris at the time. Who is the that's, inv- that's the the guy who spit his food out when when Andrew said something funny? Yeah, yeah. The, the, dinner, he spit the, his food out. Uh, <laughs> the inventor and like owner of Evaporust at the time. Very cool guy. And um, he's like, I'm just pacing out. Right. Is this your story, Eric? No, no, Will no, no. no. This is this is the beginning. <laughs> this is this I can't. Is I got to. This is merely the beginning. Um, it's so a long story. Out. It's a long story. He sold he sold Vaporust to CRC. Next. Yes, but is still running a business 
where you can dunk entire cars. He actually had, remember we was talking about that idea of making a giant yeah. container. It does exist in Arkansas. You can do that. Um, and well, they still produce the evaporist there, which by the way, I'll never ever know what it is, I guess. Um, yeah, he says it's a secret. Yes. And then, which by the way, just for the audience, you don't have to patent something if it's a secret, because when you patent it, you have to expose the secret. So it's not patented because he doesn't want anybody to know what the secret is. Yes, exactly. But couldn't you take it and have it tested and find out what's? Oh about? yeah, I'm sure you, it's not impossible to figure out. It's just Rustolia uh, makes a version of that shit, which apparently yes, works. it's just uh, one of the ingredients in there is just expensive to produce chemically, mm. and there's there's mm. no escape from. Do you that. know what it is? Uh, no. You liar. Come no, on, I don't. I wish I, if I knew, I would just do it. But yeah, I'm not a chemist. I don't, I don't know how that works. Um, anyway, so they like pieced out and kind of canceled all the uh, sponsorship relationship, everything uh, for a few years. And I, I just got notified, you know, with the, at the end of the contract, they're like, okay, we'll finish off your contract and then we're not looking to renew any more stuff, essentially. And that's it? Are you done? And then that, that was it. Um, but and that, is that it still? No, no, no. But wait. Oh, he's still telling the story. I thought he Wait for the story. No, it's not that exciting. Anyways, um, I get an email one day that the wrenches I sent somebody were like the they they were short on the order so instead of, they ordered like four wrenches and they only got three wrenches for it was just like a packing error i'm like oh sorry i'm a piece of human garbage blah 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 um and then at the end it's like hey do you want like some evaporust? rust right and i'm like i don't like i have so much evaporust. rust mm. i don't need evaporust. And then I, I just said, I'll send you the wrench. I'm so sorry. I'll give you a refund, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no need. I just want the wrench to finish the thing. But then he's like, seriously, if you want the some evaporous, let me know and I can I can get you some. So were you inadvertently, accidentally speaking to like the owner or the new owner of evaporous and you didn't know it? So in the <laughs> next email, he's like, hey, actually, to be all honest, I'm not just the owner of CRC, but I am the owner of the parent company that owns CRC. Good. And, I, and I'm like, Oh shit, son. And hey, let me send you that fourth wrench. Yeah. Then I'll be like, well, canceling all your orders. How dare you? And then, um, we just start talking and he's like, yes, I am a fan. I've wanted to send you some evaporous for a while. Did he not know that you had a whole relationship there? Did he just... I have no idea. Right, right. It seems like maybe he didn't know until he started paying attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what happened. But after that, uh, you're on. I game on. 55 emails from different CRC people being like, hey, we want, yeah, to that's do, good. we want to do some stuff again and get back in the zone. So it's like super sweet because they finally sent the mega – the megatote of evaporust. Oh, like, nice! Like the the whatever it is the the big. What's the square square tote? 
It's like 48 a, by 48 by yeah, 48. Yeah, it's like a thousand liters, like the 300 yeah, gallons yeah. or whatever. Oh, it's, two, yeah. it's, two, it's 250 or 275 yeah. gallons. Yeah. So that's. Well, they sent you one of those with a forklift? Yes. Well, we have the skidster here, so I could do that. Yeah. But so wow. I have that now, which I cannot wait to like just swim in. And is it concentrate or is it mixed? No, it's just like the, the mix. They don't Man, do, you just got to heat it up. They don't do the concentrate anymore, apparently. And will it rust? Yeah. I'm sorry, will it will it freeze? No, it's inside. Okay. It's in but the, can it no, freeze? but it, is, it works it better if you freeze. heat it up. It, yeah, it can yeah. freeze and come back. It doesn't affect it. It's mostly mm. water anyways. It's like 85% right. water. Okay, this story has nothing exciting. <laughs> it's just <laughs> no, merely... You, bet, you better get to the end before Andrew hangs up. That's, those it's, merely, <laughs> it's just merely coincidental that the relationship started back up based on a shipping error. Right. I think That's, you did that on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I are. screw up all the orders just in hopes of the, the, CO's, the CEO. CRC. The CEO. So, and, but then they sent you three flavors of popcorn for Christmas. Yes, they did send me popcorn. Very nice. Very exquisite. Yeah, so they're, they're back on your dick. It's great. Oh, yeah, so I they sent it. you an A-bomb popcorn, but they didn't send anything to us. Yeah, no, so I don't know how it officially works. Like, I'm fairly sure they have, like, an official relationship with – Adam as well. And of course like they do. Few, they sent him popcorn. A few other people, but I don't know. I don't know like the scope of how many sponsorships they do or what they entail mm-hmm. at all. So uh, l- let's just go with this. DRC <laughs> makes great products. Really good products. No one can deny that. All of the stuff that CRC makes... I have not all because they have a ton of product lines. I use a lot of their stuff. It's great, and I'll buy it, or they can give it to me. Either way, it's still great, yeah. right? Yes. But when it was owned by the other dude, and they gave us cases and cases and cases of stuff for free, yeah, yeah, that was when life was really good. <laughs> that was your yeah. dream. That was the yes. Dream. I would walk around and spray things in the air just like to smell the aerosol part because mm. i knew i had the abundance like just, just the general evaporous mist yeah and then you could just the call show. them up and be like i ran out and they'd be like no <laughs> be like, problem there's more yeah i don't you, know you, you ran out no yesterday and the day before yeah i know i use a lot of that shit it's just different yeah, now it's like a massive you know it's a owned by a more corporate larger company so yeah, if I, you don't I, know I the owner you're not getting it Apparently. Let's talk about this Wrangler star of character. Like, has he lost his mind or what? <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, he and I used to kind of, we used to butt heads in the comments and then I met him in person and he's, he's like six foot four. Okay. He's, he's like super sized and he was very nice to me. Met in person, you know, all of his uh, bravado was out the window and he was just very nice and humble. We met in Nashville about seven years ago. Very nice, hung out and I, I developed more of an appreciation from having met him in person. And he's definitely a weirdo. He's definitely eccentric. But what's interesting is he's developed, I talked about it on my other podcast for a minute, but he's oh, developed, did. he's developed, no, he's developed this weird character which is working for him. He hasn't gotten so many views as he's gotten in the past. The reels have worked out perfect for him. He changed his name from uh, a homesteader to a professional homeowner. He's like, what? He's like, I am a professional homeowner. He goes, my professional homeowners. He's got a, (laughs) Eric's going to shoot himself. (laughs) Eric's going to shoot himself in the head. So, and he, and he never wears shoes, if you notice, and he, really? he dresses very dapper now. He's, he wears very dapper clothes. He, he's not, 
he took on this whole persona, like that clip that we were joking about where like people put this, the scotch tape on the mailbox crooked and he was he was basically saying nobody has any morals anymore because the tape on the mailbox is crooked. But why did like, they tape the mailbox? I didn't understand that. I think because he painted it black so somebody put reflective tape on it so nobody drove over it. But they put it oh. on all cockeyed. They haphazardly just stuck it on and he was mad that nobody took the time to carefully – they wrapped it around like, like hockey oh, tape on a stick, as like versus normal just, actually, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like everyone but else in the world would have done. The, there's no reason, for instance, to wrap 3M tape, 3M reflective tape, which is like ten dollars a foot. There's no reason to wrap it back onto itself. Like somebody what, took it and wrapped it around it a few times, as if it was being used as a splint. What are the odds that he did that as part of the hundred like, percent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I don't think male people carry around tape anyway. Yeah, no. I, I I I saw the guy back in the day when he was doing like chainsaw stuff, right? Yeah. And then when you yeah. sent me that deal, and he had this red bonnet on, like he was part yeah, of he the was Med wearing this like fancy hat, like a pimp hat. Yeah, and he, I was like, he so does weird. that. He does that specifically just so he's really playing the trolls. He really is playing the trolls. I think it's cool. I mean, I would never do it. It's not my persona to do that. But he built his whole entire world around that. Is that kind of like what Whistling Diesel did? But, but Whistling Diesel did it too. Yeah, he did it, but it's it's different. I because, like Whistling Diesel. I, I think he's great. I, he's amazing. He's he's absolutely amazing, and it's fun to watch his growth. Uh, but I'm saying Wrangler stock kind of shifted gears a couple of times. So he kind of, in a way, and I don't blame him for it. I don't fault him for it. In a way, he kind of desperately shifted gears. He was doing this home this homesteading stuff, and then yeah. he started like doing you know this drill versus that drill, and what is the you know the cheapest uh, hammer on YouTube on on Amazon. He started doing all those, and those oh. were getting views. And then when yeah. shorts came out, he kind of changed his persona to this like know-it-all dapper Don with no shoes on, and he did a whole video about not wearing shoes because he grounds his body to the earth. That's why you don't wear shoes because having rubber soles, you're no longer grounded. <laughs> 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 Eric finally shot himself in the head while we were talking. Yeah, that's okay. good because he's laying down. Okay. Well, it's basically he – I don't know. The amount of times he changes – what his channel or his existence is about. It yeah. Just, it's, um, it's crazy. It just speaks to like how much his entire existence relies on the views. Yes. And is he getting paid? From he gets paid or? through, yes, there's the advertising, blah, 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 but probably a he does numbers. sort of he does many, many numbers. It's probably more uh, merchandise or like affiliate link stuff. AdSense. Um, that kind of stuff is, is my bet at this point. So he will chameleon into whatever is the most popular thing that mm. he spits out within a month. And then that's like the new this, trend he'll this, stick on. This version of him is my most favorite version of him. It's being a super weirdo, just with like spitting facts to that like baits the trolls in everything he says. It's just mind mind blowing. Like insights. he's wearing that red. Like if you, he'll have a thousand comments or maybe five thousand comments, and one out of every ten is complimentary. The rest are just sh- shitting on him. Yeah, which he's totally okay with, obviously, because yeah, he doesn't the mind same, the engagement. It's the same. Dollar amount. That's so, really crazy. So it's no different than people. I don't know. 
selling themselves out to advertisers when they don't even believe in the product. Yeah. He was doing Bible studies. He was doing like when, when I first came on YouTube, he was doing a Thursday night Bible study. Really? Yeah. He, I, I think maybe he and Chucky 2009 are buddies. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgot Chucky, about that. Chucky and I were buddies. You guys, you guys ever see the <laughs> – my buddy goes, you better, you better wash the internet. Me and Chucky, I went and met up with him at his farm and uh, this, this was 10 years ago. I met up with him at his farm and we were shooting skeet in his backyard. Skeet. He looked like Earthworm Jim. He was like 19 <laughs> years old. Jim. He was funny. He's like, hey, dude, what's up, dude? What are you doing? What's up, YouTube? And then he started, and then everything started. He's like, I think my channel's going to get canceled this weekend. So, and they canceled him, unfortunately. I would love to see what he's up to now. But I, I, I essentially, I learned a lot of welding tips from him. He was, he was really entertaining to watch. Really? Yeah, that was like ten years, five years ago. Like I don't, I don't even know. Well, I'll tell you when I first started looking on YouTube, I was like, you know what, this television business is so up and down. I have no control. Let me go to YouTube, and I started researching YouTube, and I started looking at other YouTubers. I never really paid any attention, and I found Chucky, and I found, uh, as far as welding goes, I found Chucky had thirty thousand at the time, and uh, Jody, the, the welding tips and tricks, he had more than that. But I remember thinking to myself, God, can you imagine having 30,000 subscribers? And Chucky was just like this 18-year-old farm boy with yeah. a goofy face and you know, and a goofy-sounding voice. And he was getting welding equipment all day long. And he was just testing welding equipment and talking about how it worked. And, and he was TIG welding. Before. I never TIG welded until I watched him TIG weld. I never TIG welded before that. Right. And uh, not TIG. Yeah, TIG welded. I never – I watched him TIG weld. I'm like – this kid's amazing. And he's like, I just went to welding school, got myself a machine. When I went to see him, he had an old an old Miller engine machine from probably the 1950s. And we fiddled around on that and got it got it run and we shot some skeet. Yeah. But so that's that. So that's canceled. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, it couldn't be so political, you know. These people, they think they know about politics and all that, and they interject their feelings and thoughts and all that, and they need to keep their mouth shut and just keep true to their product. That's funny that you that you know Chucky 2009, that you know who he is, Andrew. I wouldn't expect that you to pay close attention to someone like him. You Did you I watch know, his videos? I no, I just, for some reason, remembered y'all shooting skeet together, and then you tell yeah. me that he, he went biblical or something. and I said, I had come, I just come from Kentucky. So I had a bunch of whiskey in the car. I'm like, I go, are you old enough to drink? And he got over. He's like, no, 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 I'm only 20 years old. <laughs> it's like, I can't be drinking. Can't like, be drinking. Really? I was drinking when I was 14. So what's up now? He's actually, this is a funny story. If I remember correctly, he's from New York state. And his his mother was in charge of like the archdiocese of of like Catholic schools. She was like the head of all the Catholic schools, right? In in like the Northeast or something like that. And then they moved her office from from New York State to Ohio, which is where he went to. That's why he ended up in Ohio. But he was born in New York State somewhere. And then, uh, if I remember correctly, I might be wrong, but that's what I'm pretty. I was surprised to find out he was from New York. And then they ended up. Now he's in. He was in Austin last when he got canceled. All right, let's talk about this. Yeah. The scamming that's going on in this world right now is crazy. The, the other scamming? day, scamming, conniving, thievery, all that, all yeah. under one umbrella. Yeah, I'm in my shop. This guy shows up and he's like, hey, is Will there? And I go, there's no one here called Will. He's like, well, I'm supposed to come and check out this, you know, leg vice stand. 
and I was supposed to ask for Will, and I go, well, again, no one's here called Will, but I do have like by stance. I'm happy to show you what I have if you want to see him. And he said, yeah, I want to see him. So I take him out back, you know, and show him to him. And he goes, no, that's not it. It's this. It shows me a picture of something. And I'm like, well, I don't have that, but my buddy Chris Cash and Frederick Maryland made that. Right. So let's call him up and see what this is all about. Call Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up, dude? Uh, there's a guy here. He's coming to pick up a leg by stand to apparently at my place, and he's looking for Will. Don't tell me this guy paid for it already. I don't think he had paid for it yet, but he, he had sent – essentially the guy that came was the buddy of the guy who was to pay for it. Right. So he sent his buddy here just to verify that it was here before I shipped it out, quote-unquote shipped it oh, out. Oh, man. Okay? So he everybody got used in this case. Everybody. And, you, and so, Chris. Chris. I go, Chris, what's the deal? And he goes – this has been going on all week. The guy that's named his Will is in Africa, and he's oh, selling yeah. your shit and my shit online trying to get people to pay for it and then saying that they'll ship from either my place or your place, but we have nothing – we have no – no we Connection don't know, know anything. Reality. Yeah, Zero. wow, what? wow, wow. I mean, it's just aggressively crazy how this world has gone. Interesting. Mad, like, so really you crazy. haven't had anybody come coming besides this guy? Has there been any more – no, not no. I have not had it anymore, but I just think that that's so interesting. But I did after I posted a little story about it, and I got a lot of feedback that I guess apparently on Facebook this is a thing that's going on. There's a lot of scamming of tools and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think because it's not big dollar amounts, right? So it's not something that's going to attract the police in a heavy way. You know, it's these petty crap, petty theft crimes, and petty theft doesn't really generate much interest, interest with no police anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I happened to me once I saw I was when I first bought this other property that's connected to mine before I put the building on it. I in two thousand and seven I was gonna buy an airstream from some guy. I found the Craigslist ad and was like, Yeah, yeah, the airstream is like five grand. I'm like, Wow, it looks good. The pictures look really good. He's like, Yeah, yeah, and we were just going back and forth. And I can't remember the, the turn of events, but he tried to get me to pay for it before I was able to look at it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, and I knew, I immediately knew it was a scam, but I kept playing him a little bit as if I was going to pay just to see where it would go. And uh, yeah, I eventually just cut it off. But I'm like, how many people fall for this? I'm going to give this guy $5,000 for an Airstream that I'm not able to see because it's in a storage facility. If you pay me, I could pay the storage fee. There's some bullshit like that. Apparently, it's a thing these days, dude. I don't, I, I just, you know, what I, what gets me is like if people would put that same amount of effort into doing the right thing, they probably would have a pretty good income, right? Well, no, that, that means that that means they would have to go and get a real leg vice no, instead of just like way, finding a picture online. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way easier. <laughs> they could fish for like easier. twenty people, get two or three in about a day. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's get serious. It's way easier to be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You imagine like a criminal showing up at Chris's place and like, let me turn a drill press into a vice stand and teach me. Yeah. And like I could just steal your picture and never talk to you and then fucking still yeah, make I it. I did it. I made, I made this. <laughs> the evolution of tools because the world has become battery powered. Yeah. And yes. I think it's actually pretty cool that you can hold something in your hand that you used to have to draw all these cords out and all this shit. And now it's just handheld. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating to me. I'm going through my dad's stuff, and everything is corded, or or there's a, a device with no battery, and there's no battery to be found. So sure. I would, I'm just giving ninety percent of it, ninety five percent of it away. 
But don't you think it's fascinating that, that, that like, you can go pick up a, a drill, a saw, a this, a blower, a that, a weed eater, a mower, a whatever, and it's all battery power. Yeah. The other day I was driving nails at the graveyard house with a Milwaukee framing gun and I, with a battery. And I, I, love remember, that. I remember having to use a PAS load, which was like the big breakthrough technology. Yeah, the battery yeah. sets the spark for the propane thing, which yeah. has enough power to shoot the nail. And the things were complicated. They were they were like, a, you, know, you had to make sure the carburetor was always clean on those things. I got like four of them. The chances of them ever working again, because I haven't used them in like four years. Zero. Zero. But the fact that you can I, then put like a battery and drive a nail is crazy. I like that one. I like the Milwaukee framing nail gun, except for... If you don't have the extended uh, nail magazine, yeah, it's annoying as hell because really, you know, those nails come in like a clip of like, I don't know, like tw- let's say 25. Right. But the thing won't hold two 25s. It won't. It's, it, it, you got all that extra space in the back of it and you got to like rip one in half if you want to. Yeah, yeah that's so where. But, you, but for this half of the price of the whole fucking thing, you can get the extended magazine. You know, nail. Yeah, one is one is I bought one the other day. I have like three of them, but they're loaned out to everybody, so I just went and bought one. So it's like three twenty nine, some bullshit, like like three hundred and thirty or three hundred and forty dollars. But for the extended mag, it's like almost five hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Am I right? I mean, you're you're correct. It's another hundred fifty dollars for the extended mag. Yeah. yeah, I was, and then it's also one is a twenty-one degree angle. One is a twenty-one degree angle. The other one's a thirty degree. 30, angle. Yeah. So the thirty degree yeah. angle is the longer. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand it. I was like, I'm going for the cheaper one, even though my instinct is to always pay for the more expensive one. Yeah, I'm like, it must be better because it's more expensive. That's yeah, where I mean, I don't know. that's where like Australia's raking it in as the Why? leading global producer by like a long shot of lithium. Of- Oh, right. It's like you, you want to invest in something? Like go invest in a goddamn lithium mine somewhere. Says the man who's laying in his king-size bed in the middle of the day. Battery. With white fluffy sheets. Yeah, so nice. Yes. Take investment advice from Eric. Yes, they, I am the investment guy. Started a new YouTube channel called Bedside Investments. With tool time, <laughs> Tarek. But yeah, I wonder if there's lithium. There's got to be some like in Canada in large amounts, Russia, maybe. So what does Christmas look like for you guys this year? I'm just hanging around the house. I'm not doing much. I'll probably go hang out with Mike the fireman. Me and Rachel will go hang out with Mike the fireman. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he just he was just here. He's like, don't forget about Christmas. You want to hear a crazy story? Mike told me 10 minutes before I got on the podcast with you guys. Mike's been a fireman for 22 years, right? And he said he last night there was a major fire roaring at a bus depot in New York City. So they get up there, they get in the lift and they all get on the roof. Him and three other guys get on the roof and they're all two years on, three years on. And Mike's got the most experience, of course. And he steps on the roof and he realizes he realizes the roof is spongy. And now there's a major fire roaring underneath it. Yeah. And he says, he says to the guys, he goes, get on the lift. And, he, and the guy goes, what, what, what? And Mike says, he screamed, get on the effing lift now. And yeah. Mike and the three guys jumped into the bucket. He said it was really tight. The bucket wasn't meant for four people. But they all climbed into the bucket. Mike was looking down at the controls and the other three guys screamed. They looked back. The roof caved in and a huge fireball came out of the roof. No. Mike said, he said it would have been... 15 to 25 seconds, oh, all would have, all, they, would have, they all would have fell into that fire. And wow. he did. And I said, do you get 
do you get any sort of citation or anything? He goes, no. He goes, no. Citation? You know, I mean, like a, a, a commendation for save, you know, yeah, for saving yeah, the right. lives of these guys. Oh, he's like, yeah, right. He's just like, no, no. He goes, I told them all to buy me a bottle of liquor <laughs> to thank ah! for saving their lives. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's great. That he's, guy's also the most physically fit specimen of a human being I have ever been around in my he life. He wakes up every every morning at 4.30 and works out every single morning. Oh, my God. I mean, God, that guy's beautiful. I, like, I, it's I fucking, crazy how chiseled he is. I hate yeah. people like that so much. <laughs> we never he has the apple press we were going to go over and check no, out. no I, I i hate him because it because i truly am a giant piece of shit <laughs> like these like people you, this, these people get up for 30 have a whole life before i even like shit myself <laughs> like Jesus. Just, he weighs out every piece of food that goes uh, into does. his body he told you that right he's very yeah, proud of that. Well, i mean i, I do that too he, but I weigh it way above what it should be. Yeah, he yeah. weighs in ounces, you weigh in pounds. And I weigh it in right. my mouth. Yeah, like, I don't stop eating until it's hard to swallow. Yeah, how how far up do I need to wipe my ass? <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I'm just the fucking fat piece of shit. No, so yeah, no, you're beautiful. Anyways, uh, yeah, he is very fit. It's too much. Andrew, can I uh, ask you how your head is? That's good. I'm doing good. Because this whole yeah. podcast, you haven't even been speaking English properly. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, that may not. That may be true. I don't know. Did you crack your skull in that incident? You posted online about it, so we could talk about it. You yeah, slipped. No, you, you fainted and it. fell. Your head bounced off the ground like a like a bowling ball. Yeah, so the whole story is this. My kids were upstairs horsing around. The big one pushes the little one. The little one hits his face on the coffee table, and it knocks a hole in his cheek. Like in the corner the of the coffee table. Yeah. <sighs> my wife and I are downstairs watching a movie. Come down covered in blood, crying the whole scene. And I'm so at this point, we're standing at the kitchen sink, and I asked my wife to get me a flashlight so I could see the damage. When I shined the light, it went through his mouth, and I could see his teeth. And also inside of his mouth on that side, he has a spacer in between some of his bottom teeth because his baby teeth, had that one had fallen out and okay. so hadn't come in yet. So they put a metal spacer in there. Right. So I, I think what I saw was the metal spacer had fucking broken and mm-hmm. blood all around it and teeth. And it just, it just caused me whatever. I, I had a vagal response to it. I fell back and my head bounced off of the, the floor like a basketball. Oh, yeah. It was awful. I hit my head so hard that my heart went into AFib. Oh. And so by the time we all got to the hospital, I was really fucked up. How did you go out cold? Were you out cold? I went out cold, yeah, for several but, minutes. Really? Yeah, several I mean minutes. like thirty seconds is an extremely long time to be. No, out no, cold. no. I was probably two minutes out. Whoa. There was mass panic going on. Oh and, man, that's scary. Yeah, and then when I woke up, poopy in your I, pants. Did you poop in your pants? I, I had no idea what was going on, but I just That's told my yes. wife I was having a panic attack. And he, he was eating it. He was eating it. <laughs> <laughs> he pooped his Good pants. He's not denying it. Pass out chocolate pudding <laughs> pants <laughs> eating contest. Jesus Christ. So. I spent uh, the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving in the hospital. I mean, it was wow. super amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, did, did, your, did your wife? AFib. 
Did your wife realize that she could just no longer rely on you in times of need? <laughs> yeah, totally. Very, very much so. What's well, like- interesting, and I, I didn't want to throw her under the bus in the whole thing, but she was freaking out because I'm usually the one that keeps it together. You know, these kind of things happen when you have kids, whatever. Yeah. I've had stitches 27 times. Like I, I, Me and my brothers fucked with my mother and father so many times. I mean, yeah. just part of being a parent, right? And I like – Whatever, blood and guts never bothered me, but I guess being my kid really messed me up. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm all fine now. I got clear and how is, from the doctor. How is your son's cut? Does he have major stitches? No, he got stitches, but he was fine playing football ten minutes later. I mean, you know how kids yeah. are so resilient; yeah. like he could care wow. less. His stitches in his mouth; he wants to go play. Yeah. So I took it easy for. I had to take it easy for a while because my head was like felt like a jelly ball, like. I, if I moved it this way, I was like, oh, I felt worse than drunk. Yeah, yeah. And my eyes always felt Bruised. like they were crossing. And Do you think yeah. you have CTE now? You're going to have whatever that, that the football players get? No, I don't think so. I, I, the only thing that I'm, do it again. they're asking me to be cautious with is this AFib. This, uh, essentially, the top of my heart was beating a lot faster than the bottom of my heart, and that's what can cause blood clots. Oh, shit. So if that does happen – I have these things that they call pocket pills. And if I go into AFib, which your watch, the Apple watch can detect AFib, uh, then I just take one of these pills and I should be fine. Damn. Is it, is it like a nitroglycerin pill? Uh, it's a word that I don't really know how to say, but yeah. I don't think it's nitroglycerin. It's heroin. Yeah, it's heroin. Fentanyl. My buddy had a bad heart and he would have to take, uh, he, he eventually passed away from heart failure, my buddy Harry Yang. And he would stay at my apartment and I was on the third floor. So when he would come in from San Francisco and stay at my place, I had an extra bedroom. He'd walk up the stairs and he'd have to stop at every landing. And he would take these nitroglycerin pills. They were these tiny, like on the tip, I'm showing you the tip of my finger, this little tiny square of nitroglycerin. And he had a little right. bottle of them. And he would take that and put it on his tongue. And that would every make day his... he would do that? No, he would do that while he was walking up the stairs. He would only use them in oh, times wow. of crisis. So he'd oh, have to wow. take two of those while he walked up the stairs. He was a 70 year old man. My, mine's not anything like that. It's not yeah, bad. Um, there's a procedure you can get on your heart called an ablation where they go in and they cauterize a part of your heart that causes this AFib. Oh, really? And that was, yeah, that's an option. But I, can you, if you don't have, if you don't have like AFib episodes all the time, it's not yeah. necessary to do right, it. Right, right, right. Traumatic, traumatic injury. Do they let you, yeah, like do they let you eat the cooked part after? Yeah, they feed it after to the they uh, cauterize it, like it's yeah. food safe. I guess. Yeah. If you, you guys ever have an injury cauterized, did you ever have an injury cauterized? Oh, totally, dude! It's the oh. worst smelling, goddamnest thing you've ever. Oh, it's awful. It happened to me. I passed my pinky through a, a planer, and the whole side of my pinky was oh. wide open. Ugh. There was nothing Stop. there, and the doctor cauterized it with this thing. It looked like it was like made for like burning paper. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, like we a, could do episodes about injuries for all three of us. Yeah. No, not me. I'm Super fine. Rough. I'm good. Yeah. Eric, did you ever get a traumatic uh, hand injury or anything? No. Do you, you never poked yourself with a screwdriver? do anything. All my scars really are mental. Anything. I just have mental <laughs> disorders. <laughs> my disabilities are mental. That's hilarious. You look yeah. like an Oompa Loompa right now, the way your hair is. Oh, it's, oh, I thought it was your hair. It's the, what do you call it? It's the headphones. The, uh, no, nothing. Eric, I'll nothing. just tell you this. If we do a podcast again and you're laying down, I'm closing the computer. <laughs> what do you, what do you want? Me? There's nowhere to, I could like sit on the floor. 
I don't get, make some furniture. I don't give a fuck. Just don't lay down. It's you're so much more docile and like just your microphone's yeah. rumbling around the whole time. I'm just too relaxed. Yeah, great. Wait, it's too relaxing. Time. No, it's like the only. Uh, I guess maybe find a desk. I don't even have a desk. You really have no furniture other than the bed. No, there's like a bed, but everywhere else is like where people are. And that would oh, be loud and annoying. And maybe so, one day I, I'll have internet in a workshop that still doesn't exist. Just go so, get Starlink, dude. Uh, is Starlink really good? Yeah, Starlink is really good. It's too much money. No, it is not. It's $150 a month. It's like a billion dollars a month Canadian. No. That's $600. It's really not that much money to it's buy good. the thing. Dude, or I would not. I hate people that are cheap. Like I literally, it's so. If you much. want me to hate you? Be cheap. But I don't consider you a cheap person. Like that is not that much. It's also like just with the clouds. Don't drive your shit. Honda Element for a month and you'll be fine. Even if I did, it's like a year wait to get on the list. Anyways, no, it's not. You can go down the street and buy them here. Yeah, buy in fucking want. Texas. I'm in, in like in Canada. You can't go get one. You have to ask right now. If you go on the site, it's an eighteen month wait. What is it? Like, what is Starlink? Is it uh, it's a satellite, satellite feed? It's Elon but what do you what, what do you receive? Do you get a satellite dish? No, it's it's a kind of it's just a box like this big, and you put it up, and it's it's high speed internet. It's it's like you remember HughesNet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HughesNet never worked. It was awful. It was terrible. This actually you can stream with. Hmm. It works really. Yes, really but good. it's it's not like. It's not that fast. Yes, it is too. No. Well, maybe in Canada. I don't know, dude. Why do you live there? Come on. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you. Like they max out at like 200 megabits a second or whatever. But when I kind of looked up what the average speed would be here, it was like 25 to 50 megabits a second in like decent conditioned weather, which is based off your zip code, which is exactly what i'm getting now over the cellular network that's consistent no matter the weather Mm -hmm. and it's cheaper right right? so it just doesn't make any sense at the moment but maybe maybe it'll have to because i can't even have you i can't even upload my videos here it takes like 36 hours I i go to my i go to my grandmother's who has like blasting speed internet for no reason <laughs> zero reason she needs that hey, uh, if it's she's just, got it if it's you just got weird it, it. yeah it's just weird so eric it, it hasn't been made clear you you now live in a different city than Saskatoon, yes. right yes and are you closer to new york now i am yeah much closer to new york like then like for to my house to your house now is it like a six-hour car drive Ooh. No, that's not far. That's really maybe far. eight hour. Let, let me let me put it in. East Durham. Can you do that while you're on the thing. Uh, Look don't at this. Tell space. where he lives. Everybody knows where I live. You fucking go into Google's map. It's his Jimmy's house. I'll yeah, look East Durham. <laughs> you, of course. So okay, carry a gun around my property. I'm going I carry to every day everywhere I go. Going to the Shamrock House. It says it says Jimmy's house over my property where I live, and then if you go down the block to the farmhouse that I'm fixing up, it says Jimmy's other house. 
Okay, are you it serious? Is, it's six. <laughs> it, it did a couple a couple really? months ago. Somebody it's, somebody complained to me and got it off. It's six and a half hours. Yeah, that's what I figured. I drove up to uh, nothing. Peter Petersboro a couple of times. Petersboro, the canoe capital over there. I drove uh, there Peterborough, a of yeah. Peterborough, yeah. So you're yes, in that vicinity so, then. Uh, yeah, it, I'm much closer, and uh, but the flight, the flight is like five hours. Yeah, why wouldn't you just drive? Six hours is close. Y'all I know. Visiting- I, I should have. I, I just. I hate driving. Summer, we'll do. We'll do a collab. I'll drive up to hang out with you because I also want to go to Kingsport. Is it Kingsport or Kingston? Where my where my canoe friends now live? They were in Peterborough. Oh, they moved to. If Kingston. you're if you're going to Kingston, I'm coming to Kingston. It's right near you, right? Or it's got to be. It's close. No, nah, Kingston's like two hours away, but that's where I went to school. And, oh yeah. Mm, I must go back for like food related reasons. Oh, everywhere you go, you hit a lake up there. There's lakes everywhere. Yes, very lakey. But yes. You can't you, uh, there's like no straight shots on any highways. You drive and then it's like making an extreme yes, right turn. It's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah, you, you're driving around the lake every single time you turn. Yes. Precisely delicious. Very nice up there. And it's nice here too. It's nice having a house finally. It was supposed to be like a uh like July. Situation. Is this a brand new thing, or are you moving yes, to somebody's house? Yes, but you it's built something. It's it ended up being like a November <laughs> move it situation. Were you, were you car camping before that, or were you living at grandma's house? No, I literally lived yes. at my grandmother's house for like the last six months, and that's why I can never podcast because she's blasting Italian TV <laughs> at the maximum TV. Vo- Have you ever seen the TV volume go to eighty three? Yeah. No. No. Really? You're sticking. Where are you sticking? Like between ten and thirty, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Eighties. Eighties. Wow. Just blast us. Oh my god! Get her like headphones. Anyway, yeah. so uh, that was still fun. Living at your grandmother's is fun because the food is delicious always. Oh, um, she cooked. But it's oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Like come home at the end of the day, and it's like homemade ravioli. Like excuse me, are you laying down because you're like too fat to get up? Uh, too yeah. I've now I'm basically jab of the hut now. Yeah, and lying like sideways on the bed, uh, and that's it's good. The but the year, I always put a few pounds on. Yeah, Andrew, but the workshop has not started. Unfortunately, tell us a little bit about the workshop you're going to have. Uh, it will exist. Like, I, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> Eric, you have like, been so good. I'm the it. worst guy right now because I've, I've lost, like, the, the construction process has just taught me so much about ever having, like, a specific like hope of, like, a deadline of anything. It's out. It's forget uh, it. Yeah. So, I, I just, I can't even comment on what it even is going to look like. Like, I have a plan. What's the footprint? The footprint is meters uh, by meters. I know I don't want to confuse you with feet. No, let meters. me help out. With no, it. I'll, I'll give it's you like feet. a dog run uh, style house. No, it's like maybe 30, 30 by 60. Oh, that's decent size. Yeah, that's and then, 40 uh, by 70. And then the greenhouse on the end that's like another 20 feet on that that's 60 cool. on the length, uh, which I'm excited about big time. Uh, and then it might have uh, just above like the back wall will be like a little second mezzanine floor, just enough to put a, a desk so I can do this. 
Um, Keep all your chainsaws in the loft. Yes, have like a nice chainsaw uh, selection. And that'll be exciting, and it could be very fast. Especially here, like if I get the Mennonites involved, we can we can crush this in like two weeks. Oh, so the shop hasn't even begun construction yet. No, no. So I'm in like the general farm barn. Ah. Which is massive and like echoey and there's tons of people coming in and out. To the point that, like the renters, the renters, the farmer renters are in there too. Um, no, no, just like the the there's our tractors and the equipment, and uh, my brother tr- parks his truck in there, and then my workshop stuff is in there, and then all of the stuff from the move from Saskatoon was all in there. Like I was just jam packing it. So it's uh, it's weird. And it was odd because the trades that are working on the house come in there to use the washroom. And going back and editing my videos, it's just people taking shits. <laughs> every like every 10 clips is is like somebody using the washroom and I had to cut it. Because it's too ridiculous, so it's just like it's just like a, it's its own it's its own thing. I should release like a, a diarrhea cut of the videos, <laughs> just for Patreon or something. I don't know, uh, but it's cool. It's totally adequate. I wish I had all my stuff though. It's still in containers. I miss it. Really? That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> oh, this is this is the part of the show where everybody whips out knives and guns as always. What is that? This that's is a uh, three hundred blackout. Uh, that's an AR fifteen. It's an AR fifteen in caliber three hundred blackout short barrels. This is like this is like what you use in like high schools. <laughs> it is. Um, I don't. No, this is what I use beside my bed if someone comes in. Beside, jeez. This is like, a, what are this all these? He's like the drug dealer in Boogie Nights when his house is getting robbed. He starts shooting through the bedroom door with that. Yeah, like what are all the <laughs> like side attachments? Old what, furniture, what, they call it. Okay, What so do those do? You got a one o'clock Dr. Optics uh, red dot little secondary scope there. You got a... Uh, an ACOG uh, scope with a magnifier. Oh yeah, you got to go ACOG on that scope. Right. It's also if red. you're not ACOGing, what are you? And then you have this uh, pin flare that shoots a flare out just as a warning, like I'm going what? to shoot and kill you. Oh, like I could yeah, shoot like, you. Yeah, and then you have. Could red you send a warning bullet out? Is that cheaper? <laughs> you no, know, it's a flare. You send the flare out, and then you just turn the fuckers up. How much is one bullet for that uh, gun? I don't, I don't buy one bullet at the time. I buy them by the case. That's what I mean. So, like, divided by how many in the case? A dollar or something. A dollar. In New York, in New York, you need a background check to buy a gun to buy bullets now. You didn't? No, you need a background check. No, you didn't before. If you're going to buy bullets now in New York State, you need a background check. Like, you could just go to just buy bullets. 
You used to be able to. You used to be able to just go in and give me a couple of those, give me a couple of those and leave. Like and now they got you, I walk into a, sto- a gun store. I look like me with my face. And somebody's like, yeah, here, how many bullets do you want? And here, you can buy a pallet of bullets here if you want to. They don't even look up at you. They go, what do you want? Yeah, like Interesting. everybody's doing it. Yeah, every, all like the cool here. kids are doing it. It's like here, but for like donuts. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. I've never purchased bullets. Yeah, you can purchase bullets. This thing's kind of cool. It's called the Gusher. It looks like a so, pin. Oh. I think I may have sent you guys these. Did oh, I it's them? called the Gusher, is it? Yeah, it's actually a razor sharp. Whoa. Ew. Oh, it's a God. it's a it's a straw that is cut on an angle at the tip and made of solid sharpened steel. With a big pin top, so you can put it in your shirt. Looks like you're just carrying a pin. You know what that would be good. You know what that is also. Is it? Does the hole go all the way? Does it go all the way through? Oh, so you know what that's good for? Somebody. No, if you're if you're choking, you can give someone. No, if you're choking, you can give yourself a tracheotomy quick and get that airway blasted. I don't like. Do you have to have all these weapons on you, like at all times? Just I feel for, insecure if I don't. Why though? Because this world's fucked, dude. Do you know? Do you know how fucked this world is? It's crazy. It is yeah. absolutely crazy. You're not like wrong. So yeah, I'll give you that. Do you guys gonna- know? You want to hear something crazy? I just you guys could look up this name, Israel Keys. Do you know who that is? He was a serial killer who killed himself in jail. No. no, you got to look him up. He's a, this story popped up on Forty Eight Hours, so I watched it, With and then keys? I went. And made, his name is Israel Keys. This is a, a serial killer from Washington State. Moved to Alaska, and he said he it, once they caught him, he admitted to killing like ten more people. But he decided he was he was in some business where he would travel all around the the, the forty eight states in, in Alaska, and he would go to a state because he knew he would be back for some reason, buy a kill bucket of a Home Depot bucket with a lid with everything he needed, duct tape, maybe some bullets, maybe a gun, put it in a box and find like a state park and bury that bucket. And if he ever happened to come back, he had that bucket and he wasn't going to be on any surveillance cameras buying that bucket, you know, within within recent memory of the murder. Wow. So he had these things, kill buckets, and he knew he had one in New Hampshire from a previous trip. So he decided to go to New Hampshire and just he just wanted to kill somebody. And he found a couple in their house. Just He went for a walk from his hotel, found a couple, went inside with a gun, captured them, killed them in an abandoned house, and killed them and left them in the basement of this abandoned house nearby. He scoped this. He, sold the, he told the police, I did all this. Yeah, I figured this all out beforehand. And the house was abandoned, and the town knocked the house down, scooped it up, and threw it away like within the year, never knowing there were bodies in it. And so really? when, he told, when he told them he killed this couple who were missing, now he's in Alaska. They caught him for another murder that he did. And during the interrogation, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I killed that couple in New Hampshire. And he's like, and they they said, what town, what street? And they called it like, they're like, oh, yeah, these people have been missing for like three years. And they're like, oh, well, we oh, found Oh, my them. God. Yeah. And that when they realized crazy. the house was like scooped up and taken away, they tried to find. There's no way they could find the people. It was way too late. But he just picked a random house, so that is scary enough. Yeah, that's the world's fucking nuts. You don't have to, you don't have anything to worry about in Canada, Eric. No, oh, no, nothing. You're gonna come here, both of you. Yeah, I'll we'll come get, there. That's we're the good I, guys. Yeah, with like the gusher. 
<laughs> the gusher is legal. That, that's why you got to carry a gusher if you end up like in handcuffs in the back of uh, Israel Key's car. You could Ugh. ambush him, poke a hole in his arm, and then he'll just totally. put a bullet through your face. I would but, just go for his neck. See, I, I'm impressed because I'd just rather die than like carry more stuff on my body for the rest of my life. Hmm. That's that's, that's what's sad. different. It's that's what's sad. different is like the burden, <laughs> the burden of more stuff physically and mentally weighing me down is so much that I would just rather die. Maybe you should just get like, don't get like pepper spray. Get like just like oh, yeah. like a jalapeno juice spray or something. <laughs> just, and then just st- start barely irritated. Yeah, yeah. Pepper gel. No, don't. That's too aggressive for air. Yeah, then I, gotta, get, then I gotta just carry, carry a jalapeno in a leather case and just yeah, like shove just, a jalapeno in there. Uh, right. in the jalapeno. No, just pocket sand. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna blow this sand on your face, bitch. Yeah, that's pocket it. Sand. Just uh, pocket sand. That's all. Meanwhile, they're carting your wife and kids off, and you're like, it was all because I didn't want to carry anything extra, honey. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And, and my Andrew, wife would be like, I, I understand. Andrew, I'm going to change the subject back to tools. Why did you sell that that big ramp? You don't need that ramp. I mean, you sold that big ramp. I was surprised. No, it's, it was in the way. I sold all my semis. But you, you, how do you drive up into your shop now? Your shop's not street ground, street level, is it? No, I have a concrete ramp. There's oh, you didn't need that big metal ramp. Yeah. No, I didn't need the metal one. Oh. It was in the how, way. How did you acquire it? Did it come with the building? No, I bought it uh, from a Toro uh, lawnmower dealership that was getting a new one that was bigger. Mm-hmm. I bought it like 10 years ago, probably. And uh, I used it because I had a bunch of semi-trailers. And then I sold my semi-trailers because they were in the way, and I bought Connex boxes instead. Mm-hmm. And because I like them, they're at ground level, and you can just you know drive right into them. Yeah. So can you I move them to- yourself? Can you move the Connex boxes yourself if you need to rearrange them? Yeah, as long as they're not full. Yeah. As long as yeah. they're not full. Because I got the two. I want to push them further into the woods. You I can do I- that with your big. Uh, That's what I figured. Yard tractor, chain. Yeah. I just got to chain totally. them up. I, I, yeah. They're right on the edge of a berm. I need to push. I want to push them off the berm a little bit, but build up the back of it. Yeah, you could easily do that with your tractor. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, no. you would do that. They're not that heavy. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, that's why I got rid of that. I just didn't need it. Uh, and how did your tool sale go? We haven't talked since you did your tool sale. Was it, that, was it, it good? It was fair. It was fair. Is it worth doing no. that? Uh, that's a no. <laughs> I mean, do you you get know what's interesting? Yeah, but not enough. Like, you know, people. They think it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, they think it's a freebie. They they think, oh, he's closing down. Da da da. He's ha- selling it all. Fuck, it's just not that. You know, it's like uh, if you want good quality tools, then come get them. If you don't, please don't come. Yeah, yeah, but like, you how know, many people can there be in like physically in the vicinity? I think quite a few people come, but it's like, you know, they want to buy stuff that's $5, $10, like whatever. What is interesting yeah. is I, there's one lady, she was really nice. She was like, how much is that wrought iron uh, wagon tire? And I said, it's 30 bucks. And she's like, oh, that's too much. And I go, oh, <laughs> how much would you want to pay for it? She's like, I don't know. And I go, $5. What if I told you that all of them sitting right there were $10 a piece? And she goes, I'd take all of them for that. And I go, but you wouldn't take one for 30, but you would buy 15 of them for 10. 
is there a math equation here that works for you that doesn't work for me? Like, you know, you can't spend 30, but you can spend a couple hundred. Yeah. Like I just, just people are fucking weird, dude. Value, <laughs> value added. Yeah. But she, right. she probably didn't need but one or half of one. But she right. took. I, I just go. You can have as many as you want. It's, if you want, you can just have them all for free. I don't care. <laughs> just take <laughs> this isn't a business. Like, I don't want to negotiate with people like that. Like just go and fucking buy shit because it says that's what the price it is. And if you like it, if you don't, then don't. Mm-hmm. My theory on bargaining is I very rarely bargain with somebody. If I, somebody says the price is this, I get it. I, I yeah. almost never will bargain with somebody because in my mind, I always know that in my world, I'll make it up some other way. Like something completely free will fall into my lap and everything will even out. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. You know, and if someone's going to hustle up a, a lathe or whatever to sell it and they want three grand, then if it's what I want, I'll get it. I won't even be like, can you do better? Like I never, this, I hate, hate saying that. This guy <laughs> offered me a nasal power hammer the other day, and he's he's like, "I'd like to sell this for thirty five thousand And I go, "That's great." And he goes, "Well, what if I offered you seven thousand to sell it for me for thirty five thousand So that means he's gonna he's gonna give you seven of the thirty five if you sell it for him. Yeah. So is that I'm worth like, your time? The the story is different than that. So interesting. He offers it to me for thirty five thousand, and then he says, "I'll, I'll give you seven thousand, which means that the hammer's twenty eight thousand." But then I see that he posted it online for sale for twenty seven thousand. Interesting. So I'm like, "What? You like if he put, you he put your commission on top of it?" Yeah, but why not work. just sell it yourself for twenty seven thousand? Mm-hmm. It does like, don't, the don't bother me with shit like that. Like, like it's just stupid, dude. That is weird. It's like, oh, I want. I bet Blacksmith Tools doesn't look on Facebook Marketplace to see what's for sale. So I'm going to tell him it's thirty-five thousand, and then that way I'll get twenty-eight thousand. But I'll put it on Facebook Marketplace for twenty-seven thousand. See where we go with. So he's going to hassle you to give you a commission, and so he can make an extra thousand. Yeah, but why the fuck not just sell it for like the twenty-seven to begin with? Like, come on. Yeah, just just give the thing a number, and then just stick to that number. That is weird. Wherever you post it. It's very interesting. Should I buy Rob's power hammer? He's going to listen to this. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, Rob should give you that power hammer. <laughs> you hear that, Rob? <laughs> no, he's got a lot of money into it. So? I'd, I'd rather buy it. I mean, I should, I, I should buy why not? No, just leave. Just tell him to leave it there. Or I don't know. No, he's gonna, he's gonna try under, and sell. I don't he's understand to, y'all's relationship, so I don't know what's going on. He's trying to raise money for to fix his house up, his new house. Well, then just buy him the windows. No, and then keep the keep the hammer. Or just buy him the windows. One or the other. <laughs> just, just buy him. I'm buying my I'm buying myself windows first. A friend of mine's tearing down this church that's right across the street from me to put up an apartment complex. And it has eight beautiful stained glass windows in it that are oh, eight feet wide, 12 feet tall. You're going to save them. Yeah. And then there's six of them that are like half of that size. And so I go on around. He's like, you can have them. It's fine. So I'm crawling around there looking at them the other day. And I crawl up in the, in the, um, in the rafters and walk down this catwalk. And I realized that the entire roof of this church is old growth, longleaf pine, tongue and groove. Whoa. Yeah, really? dude. So I'm like, I call him like Clay, like Clay, uh, 
what do you think about me taking the roof off? He's like, I don't care what you do. Just do it before they tear it down. Oh. So then I keep going longer back further in this catwalk. And I, cause I wanted to get to the steeple cause it has this spire on it. That's really kind of cool. You know, like this big long spire. Right. And cause I think it'd be cool to take that down. So I get up there and there's a, a another form of a spire that they had removed before inside the steeple tower. So I'm like fucking dragging this big piece of wood spire out. And I get that one out and I'm like, like, I gotta have the spire. I gotta have this. Okay, whatever you need to do. And so like I'm my next project coming back from the holidays is gonna be dismantling this church. Trying to figure out how to get stained glass windows out of a church without breaking them. That oh, that's gonna be fun. That's yeah. gonna be fun. I'm open to any suggestions if y'all have any. Well, maybe uh if you could Definitely put some plywood sheeting over the majority of it if you can. Yeah. Just screw it right to the frame. This way nothing breaks or swings into it. Yep. Yeah, I could do that. And then. No, just smash it. Just pre-smash it so you don't have the stress. Of fucking them up. Yeah, just smash. That reminds me of a story in the Lower East Side right up the block from my house. St. Bridget's was a church that was opened like in the 1850s or the 1830s. Beautiful church and all the stained glass was in there. Beautiful church. Even my, my aunt who died at 80, she used to hang out there when she was a little kid. The the, di- the Archdiocese of New York said that they were going to close it down to save money. And they yeah. were going to sell the property and everybody was in an uproar. How could you sell this? It's a landmark church. It wasn't landmark, but it should have been. It's a beautiful landmark church. How could you sell it? It's got such right. beautiful, you know, incredible history. And sometime, somewhere in the middle of the night, in and around that time, this is about 15 years ago. Somebody went in and smashed all the stained glass windows. Ugh. Are you serious? Somebody in the people? somebody in the archdiocese to try and devalue the building. Somebody went and smashed these windows. You, I'll find the article. I'll send it to you guys. Smashed. I remember because I used to walk by it going to the gym. And I, I didn't even notice one evening I looked up and every window was smashed out. Somebody went in there with like a stick on a hammer and smashed all the windows out because the place had been closed. It wasn't – they yeah. weren't using it anymore. The church didn't want to pay for it. They wanted to sell the land. And – Somebody in the church system said, let's just smash the windows and then the, the, the neighborhood will stop caring. But Jeez. it caused a tremendous uproar. And it caused somebody, somebody who's a local millionaire, billionaire in the city. Some people say it might have been Donald Trump. I heard it was some other people. If it was Donald Trump, we would have known it was him. But somebody in New York City ponied up and put up all the money privately to restore the church back to its original Nice. And now, now that's now it's being used again as a as a proper church. But all the windows were they salvaged what they could and rebuilt the windows completely over to the original. Wow! So just because they because they went in and smashed the windows to try and get everybody off their dick, right? It made it made it fifty times worse. Yeah, the where the place actually got restored. That is crazy. A, a sad story, but I'll find the article and send it to you. But it was such a shame to see these beautiful windows that were hundreds, of, like a hundred and two, close to two hundred years old, all smashed out. Do you know that uh, I was talking with uh, Robbie Wolf, you know, from American Pickers uh-huh. about these stained glass windows in the church because I wanted to get an idea of the value and he and I become friends. And uh, so he was like, it's all about the content of what, like, what the content of the stained glass is. And I go, well, these don't have like a real religious. I just sent you all pictures. They're not like real religious in theme. The content is very just basic. And he goes, that makes them more valuable. Oh, because it's not—they're not part of like a series of stories. Yeah. Oh, I see. So they don't have images in them. Yeah, they're like just a giant orgy glass window situation, like the one I have yeah. at my house. Which is uh, these look a little bit newer than these. Uh, 
Vito Hill. Like the, the 40s. I was going to say, because the old, old ones had stories in them. They would have like different depictions of the Bibles in them. Yeah. But these are still cool. I think yeah, yeah. they're cool enough shame. to take them out. Oh, yeah. It would be a shame. If and then what is this thing? A coffee maker you have on your Schween? No, that was that the one spire por- portion of the spire that I took out that was inside the steeple. But the, there's a real big one that's still up there. But that was like one solid piece of wood, uh, I guess, that they turned down on a light. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, so don't smash them. Every time you smash them, it's minus uh, $200,000. That's right. Just mm-hmm. deal with that stress. Yeah. It's minus. Deal with it. Okay, we got to go. Yep. It is time. Boys, I hope y'all have a fantastic, beautiful, lovely Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Possibly. I love and appreciate you. In you 24, know, maybe we boy. get to do four podcasts. What do you think? We'll do one per quarter. One per quarter is pretty yeah, nice. Fine. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, see honestly. Can, see if you can get us a CRC sponsor, and then we'll ramp it up and get a producer. It's yeah. pronounced Cirque. Is it really? No. <laughs> Jesus. Three letters. This whole, this whole time, everyone's been saying it wrong. Whatever we get, we'll just give it to Jeff. It's just called Cirque. No, it's not called Cirque. All right. You guys have a great day. Yes, you too. Enjoy. Happy New Year's and everything. We'll see you in the new year. Don't die, please. Anybody? Don't bang your head anymore. Yes. Thank you. I'll be good. Love you. I'm going to hang up, but hang on.